Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Heart of the Father. I am Charlene once again, so we are going to go right into prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for being in the midst, oh God. I thank you for the Holy Spirit that comes to help us, oh God. I thank you for what you're doing in our lives in this season of our lives, oh God. I thank you that you're keeping and covering us, Lord, with your precious blood, our family, our friends, our children, even our enemies, oh God, our co-workers, our bosses, neighbors, our landlords, Lord, our classmates, our teachers, every person that we're connected to, Father God. I just thank you that we can open our mouths and pray and that you will meet us right where we at, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for what you're doing and what you will continue to do in each and every one of our lives, oh God. It's in the name of Jesus I pray, amen, amen, and amen. All right, so we are coming from Luke 12 and 22 verses 22 to 31. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your word. And it reads, And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, neither for the body, what ye shall put on. So at this time, um, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and we're modern-day disciples right now. So he's talking to us. You know, the word is living and powerful, which means that it's still true today for us. So he's saying, don't think about what you need. Now, that sounds crazy to the natural mind, but we have to remember we're not dealing with a natural God. He's a supernatural God. He's, his thoughts and his ways are higher and his thinking is higher than ours. So he's telling us these things. So if it baffles our mind, then that's good because we're not supposed to get it. We're supposed to be in the spirit. So if we're in the spirit, then we can understand that he's saying, don't think about your life, you know, what you're going to eat, what you're going to put on. The life is more than meat and the body is more than raiment. So life is more than just what we're going to eat, what we're going to put on. It's so much more to life, especially when you're walking with God. And this is what he's telling us in his word. That is way more than just eating and drinking. Because a lot of times, saints, I can remember sometimes, I remember one Thanksgiving where we had rice and corn and gravy for Thanksgiving, one Thanksgiving some years ago. And I remember being so depressed and crying at that time because we were waiting on our stamps to, to kick in and they didn't kick in until like, I think the next day or the day after that. But God blessed us the day after with friends that brought, brought plates of food and all kinds of uh, turkey and uh, leftover Chinese food. So, you know, I worried and stressed, but guess what? The word is telling us that don't worry about it. You know, if I knew then what I knew now, I wouldn't have stressed and worried about it. But of course, I wasn't there yet. And I thank God that I'm still getting there. I'm not there yet. You know, I still have my days and my moments. And I don't believe that we will ever be there, you know, until God comes and um, gets us. So it says, consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap. 
which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? So what is this saying? God feeds, look, look at the birds, look at the birds. They don't sow or reap. They fly around. They land on different things. They land on your cars and they poop all over us and our cars and everything else. They don't, they don't sow. They don't reap. They don't have storehouses or barns and God feed them. So if God feeds them, how much more valuable are we than the birds? So we have to think about that. He feeds the animals, the birds of the air. He feeds them. How does he feed them? With different things around. You know, when you see birds eating uh, certain things on the ground, people may throw popcorn or bread. God is feeding them regardless, and they're not worried about it. So why should we? That's what the word is saying. And which of you with taking thought can add to his stature one cubit? Meaning that if we sit here and worry and stress, are we going to add any value to our life? You know, no. We actually go subtract from it because we're going to be worried about something that we shouldn't be even worrying about in the first place because God got us. So are we going to add anything to our lives in a positive way? Nope. We're going to be in a bad mood. We're going to be stressed out, frustrated, worried about what we're going to eat and what we're going to drink and what we're going to put on. God don't want that for us. He wants us to have peace and joy. If ye then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? You know, and God is saying that if we can't control what is going on, why are we even worried about it. We, you know, here's the thing. We go through things. We have bills. Sometimes we have more bills than we have money. You know, we may need clothes. We may need this. We may need, it's a lot of things that we need, but if we're not able to do any of it, why should we worry? Why should we worry about stress about anything? Because the flesh is weak. And the enemy throws darts at our mind and makes us frustrated, worried, especially a lot of us who are mothers, you know, parents. When you're thinking about your kids and you stress and you worried and you're thinking uh, too much, you know, the enemy is all up in your mind. And God is, you know, God is like, OK, you know what? Enough is enough. This is why we must stay in the word, because the word is health to our flesh and strength to our bones. And it reads, consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. So even the lilies, they don't toil, they don't spin around, they don't worry, and they still grow. They said It says that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. And we remember how Solomon was so rich and arrayed with so many different riches and clothes. And he didn't have to worry about food and drinks and, and what he was going to wear. But God says, consider the lilies, how they grow. They just come up. They grow. They don't stress or worry about how they're going to grow. They just grow because they know. God got them. God made them just like us. If then God so clothed the grass, which is today in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, 
How much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? Uh-oh, here we go. Faith. If God clothes the grass and he gives water to the grass and it grows and, and then the next day it may be a scorching sun that, that uh, um, you know, makes the dirt brown and maybe kills some of the grass in certain areas, then how much more will he clothe us? He feeds birds. He feeds the land. The grass grows because of him. The trees grows because of him. So how much more will he clothe us? And it says, oh, ye of little faith, meaning we don't have a lot of faith. Because if we stressed and worried about eating and drinking and what we're going to wear, that means that we don't have faith in God and our father that he's going to do it for us. So we have to build our faith up in God by praying, worshiping, fasting, um, whatever God puts on your heart that you have to do towards him, spending time with him, you know, praying, spending time with him, meditating, reading your word, especially will get you to a place where your faith will start coming up because just like any kind of muscle, we have to stretch our faith. And sometimes God will stretch our faith for us. And that's what, that's just what has to happen. And seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. Saying it again. Don't think about what you're going to eat. Don't, don't look for it. Don't call people on the phone and ask them, can they buy you something to eat and buy you something to drink? And, you know, do they have any spare clothes? No, no, no. Talk to your father. Don't have any doubts in your mind that God can do it for you. Talk to your father. And then if it's meant, he will send people to you that will call you and tell you, God put something on my heart, my mind, and I'm going to go ahead and bless you with this money so you can get this or you can get that. God will do it. We can't move beyond what God tells us to do. And then when we do, guess what? And I'm guilty of it. We our faith dwindles, and then it turns into begging. It really it turns into us asking people for things that we shouldn't be asking them for, that we shouldn't be begging them for. I remember one time I was in the church, and I was begging. You might as well say asking all everybody in this church. You know, this was years ago. Asking people just left and right, and next you know, I was the talk of the church because I was asking so many people, begging so many people for money because I was struggling and I wasn't. Um, my faith was down. I wasn't, you know, thinking. And one day, one of the girls came to me and she said, God told me that you need to stop begging. Oh, my goodness. That sat me down. That hurt my feelings, but it opened my eyes. After a while, after I got over the hurt, you know, and the shame and the frustration, it opened my eyes. And I was like, wow, what am I doing? How am I coming to church all the time? How am I trusting God? And I'm sitting here asking people. How do I know they have it? Just because people look good on the outside don't mean that they're not struggling like you are. So we have to be mindful, saints. We can't be begging folks for things because we take it from their household, from their children. We don't know what they got in their household because they look like they got money. Looks could be deceiving. 
It says, For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. So God is saying, his word is saying that nations of the world seek after all this stuff, and God knows what we have need of. We don't have to beg and plead with people to take care of us. We just have to trust God that he knows just like our natural father knows. You pray to him, you ask him for what you have need of, and then you stay faithful and prayerful, and that's how you get the things that you need. And then the last scripture says, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. So all the things that we just talked about, the food, the clothes, whatever you have need of, the drinks, if you seek first the kingdom, that's what it's about. You have to seek the kingdom first. When you seek the kingdom, meaning praying, fasting, talking to God, which is praying, not begging people, not asking people for things, because we don't know what we take it from other people. So we seek in the kingdom of God and all these things, what things, all the things that you have need of shall be added unto you. Whatever those things are is different for every single person. So whatever those things are, you can't look at your neighbor and figure out what those things are. You have to look at your own life and not seek first the things and then want to seek God. No, you have to seek the kingdom first. And then all these things that we talked about shall be added unto you. So that is the word on today. I thank God for his word. I thank him for what he's going to do in each and every one of our lives after this word goes out to do what it's supposed to do and will not come back void. So we're going to pray out. Thank you, Father God, for your word. I thank you, Jesus, that we will seek first the kingdom, O oh God, and these things will be added unto us, Father God. Thank you, Lord, that we won't fret, we won't worry, that we won't beg other people for the things that we have need of. We won't worry about what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, what we're going to wear, what's going to happen with bills, anything that's stressing us or frustrating us, O oh God. I thank you, Lord, that you take taking it away right now in the name of Jesus, Father. I thank you that your word always goes out and does not come back void, Father God. I thank you for your just your your goodness. I thank you for your new grace and mercies. I just thank you, Lord, and I bless your name, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that you are doing a new thing in each and every one of our lives and our children's lives, oh God. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. Hallelujah to your name, Father God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Until next time, God bless you all.